0: Another episode of Too, Too Real. Real. The, uh, no, this is not a fishing podcast. The only hooks we're talking about here are movie hooks, <laughs> right? Really. Okay. Well, welcome to episode five, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Um, today we will be um, we're going to be live from outside El Pollo Loco, which is pretty exciting, right? Yeah, we just had our fabulous Fire lunch. Fire. Up- <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, today we're going to be, we're we're excited to dive into uh, a topic that's pretty dear to both Alicia and I, um, because we are both horror film uh, movie fans, so today that's what we're going to be diving into, with all the success surrounding um, Jordan Peele's new movie, Us, um, I'm excited to dive into a little bit more of the history of of black filmmakers or black horror filmmakers, so that's what we're going to be diving into, right? Yes. So, as usual, we're going to start with our movie news! Okay, so for movie news, what do you got, Alicia? Um, so
1: to kind of go with the horror thing, uh, Mark Hamill, who is, plays Luke Skywalker, uh... In the new movies and obviously the original, he's gonna be the voice of Chucky in a child's play remake. Oh, that's actually really exciting. Yeah.
0: I are you excited? Did you ever watch Chucky? I did. I did and that too. scared
1: the shit out of me. Yeah, I me
0: old. too. I still it's still I still can't be in the same room as a doll. Just... Also, well this is not this is movie
1: news too, but it's not on the scary scary part. Um, they're starting to film in Italy for Pinocchio. The live
0: Oh, the live I'm very Pinocchio. excited
1: about that. I that's love Pinocchio, yeah.
0: When you wish upon a star. <laughs> <laughs> a star. Jimmy star. Jiminy Cricket. Oh my gosh. I actually am a, a big fan of. I I'm a big fan of this 1996 live version of Pinocchio. I don't think it's Disney endorsed, but it's fucking ridiculous and it's so fucking funny. Like my sister and I still like all the time quote this movie because it's so funny. Really? So I'm excited to see what they do with this one. It's not gonna be as funny as the 1996 version. I think but I've seen that before too. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. It's really. When funny. it's like he's all wood. And he's all wood. So yeah. They call him Woody. Uh huh. <laughs> That movie's okay, yeah, but that's that's (laughs) exciting to see the new. Um, is it this one is a Disney one, though, right? Yes. Oh, uh okay, that's exciting. Well, um, I don't have very much. Um, I do have. Um, according to this Vox article, you, um, us actually had um the biggest opening weekend of any horror film in history. Yeah, yeah. It topped seventy milli. Seventy million. I think before all old that, listening. did it used to be um, Halloween? I think was the one. Oh, that- actually, um, recently I guess it was that last movie with. John Krasinski, what's that one movie? The Quiet Place. Is it oh the Quiet Place? yeah, that are actually, crazy off of that one. yeah, that one had I think fifty nine million. Ooh. Yeah, so this one topped it. So Hell that's yeah. very exciting for Jordan Peele. And um, uh, with that, since we, Alicia and I, have both seen us already, we noticed there was a new trailer involving for a new movie um, involving uh, Octavia Spencer, and we we're both really excited about that. So that's something to check out, guys. If you guys have a moment, um, it's called it's, Ma, right? yeah, it's titled Ma, and it looks. pretty... Pretty good. Like I said, we're excited to see more people of color in horror films. Um, and yeah, I recently read an article titled Reclaiming Black Film and Media Studies. And I'd like to recommend for everyone out there give it a listen. I will try to post screenshots. If that's legal, I'll look it up. (laughs) If not, forget it. But I'll try to post screenshots of the article um, on our Instagram stories for you guys to check out and listen or, you know, to read because they dive into very interesting points. That I thought um should be addressed, especially as people that enjoy film and and in some way we all we're all film critics, you know we don't have to be professionals or get paid for it, but we all criticize film, yes. so I think that reading that article kind of um really does dive into a lot of important points when it comes to discussing film and discussing um people of color in film, specifically black people in film, so yeah, and with that, they actually i wanted to actually you know what I'll leave this to for the last for the last part of our of our section the end of the episode. Okay. That's something else. I want to plug some stuff in. So, not for me. For that thing I told you about. Anyway. I'm all excited. I'm like, Okay. So, what we're watching.
1: What are we watching? Alicia. Um. So, there's a, one of my shows that um, is my second favorite after Criminal Minds. But it's called The Good Doctor. It's in its second oh, yeah. season. It just. Finished the second season, but what I love about this show is the main guy, uh, Freddie Highmore, who you may know from he played Bates in oh, the yeah. and also he was um he played Charlie in the remake of Willy Wonka. Oh, he did. Yeah, oh, he I played Charlie with um uh-huh. Johnny Depp. Anyway, he um he plays this doctor who has who's autistic, and it's really cool because this cast is so diverse. Um, the head of the hospital is black. Um, some. The surgeons are asian the one of the ladies who's um on the hospital board is asian um they have hispanics i mean so normally with shows they'll have one minority and that'll be like the token person but this one it's full of minorities and what's great about this is they're not going for the comedy angle they're all doctors so they're all highly intelligent and it's kind of cool to see us in a place of power
0: yeah and the same with the autistic characters. yeah and
1: also i mean the kid with he has a disability right but he's like the main person and each week he's the one who solves everything so it shows you just because you have autism doesn't mean you can't be out there rocking it right it's really cool to see a different perspective yeah it Sh- shines a light on um the unknowns of autism and kind of just shows you know
0: what they they face oh I like that yeah with with that um I do want to say that there's another really good show on Netflix called Atypical and it also kind of involves it's uh, the story revolves around a young man with autism as well and it's so enlightening I'm not watching that right now because I did binge watch it when it came out but there's two seasons (laughs) out right now and it's really great if you get a chance to watch that I'm actually currently watching um I'm currently watching uh, On My Block season two. Uh, oh, I thought that came out. I haven't watched yeah, it yet. Yeah, I like. I'm. I started watching the last episode yesterday. It oh, did come shoot. out like this weekend, but, um, but I'm on the last episode already. And it's also a show that's um, uh, just beautiful black and brown faces, which I love. And it's like you know kids, uh, stories about kids growing up in the hood. But it's also like, um, they're not just like you know your like there's still characters with stories and that are being developed and I, I really appreciate that I did however um f- kind of uh look to see like who who was behind the show you know because I think that's also important to know you guys that sometimes just because a show is about like people of color like I think we should know who's writing these lines that's and who's true. writing these characters and um for for On my block, it was two white people and one uh, Latinx man, but uh, I guess, I mean, it's better than nothing. (laughs) There's one Latino on the show, but I mean... They they still have some work to do, but they do touch on very like it's all like kid humor if that yeah. makes any sense. But it's they also have very like adult grown up themes like on the show. And I really appreciate that. So yeah, what 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 else are you
1: watching? Um this other show is called God Friend of Me and it's it's actually pretty cool. The reason why I like it is the the main guy, Miles, he actually has a podcast. And, oh really? And he's a his dad's a minister but he or a pastor uh-huh. um anyway he um he's atheist his his mom died and since then he's been atheist so it's kind of cool to see the justice p- position of like his dad and him and how they're kind of like opposite and it's a whole about someone calling themselves god sending him friend requests and he goes out and he kind of helps people
0: oh wow yeah so him and his
1: friends and it's also a diverse cast like his best friend is um indian um his sister is a lesbian so i mean they have all these different things, yeah. and I think it's just really cool because it shows you know, he's atheist, but he still has a good heart, and it, it just kind of I don't know, it's it's really cool because his dad's a minister helping people, and he is helping people too in a different way.
0: Right, yeah, that is interesting. Where is that on? Is it on Netflix? You no, know,
1: it's on, Um, I think it's it's on regular TV. I think it's like CBS or oh, okay, ABC, okay. one of the, the main things, but it comes on Sundays at 8, Oh, okay. Cool. and it, it's, it's just really good because it, it just I don't know, it's a very positive family oriented show, and I don't know. Just it's cool to see him just helping people because nowadays people are so selfish. So people like just helping out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, that
0: is. It's refreshing a bit. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'm watching is um this show. It's called um the it's a documentary series. Um, it's the disappearance of Madeline McCann or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, but it's it's really it's very sad. But with that, it's a very interesting um show if you guys get a chance to check it out like it, it definitely won't be a waste of your time because it is very interesting it's about a family from the uk and they go to portugal on um uh, on holiday <laughs> on vacation oh, yeah, I love <laughs> and i know they go on vacation <laughs> and like their child is abducted from like a room like their room um and they were like eating they left the the kids like in a room like their hotel bedroom but they went out oh, to eat I at a I've restaurant heard of this story yeah before. it's it's actually not it's that old this, huh? it's like 2007 I think. yeah or so, but it, it got me to thinking um, because I, I've i noticed that there is, like, a pattern of creating these documentaries and um, narratives about, like, white victims only. And I thought something that came to mind, like I said, this isn't to take away from the family that obviously are going through a terrible loss, But um, it is something that I wish, it was something I was thinking about, like, how we never really see documentaries about black or brown or you know, poor children, and it's always like these really wealthy white families, and I I think that's a little bit exhausted already, you know, like, we have all these documentaries about, you know, just recently, I watched another one, it was called um, Abducted in Plain Sight, I think it was called. Oh, I haven't seen that, but I know that one. That one's insane, again, but it's like, you know, again, another, like, white family, and not to say, again, that these tragedies weren't important or meaningful, but I, I always feel like there isn't a lot of sympathy that, revolves around black or brown kids you know just recently you told me about a podcast atlanta monster mm-hmm. and that's probably the first of its kind that i've heard yeah to be honest with you because i haven't heard of anything like that before and same with like making a murder which is also a really good dog i love true crime and i obviously like i love following these stories and like you know it's things that you watch not out of enjoyment necessarily but as almost as a kind of like a precaution i don't know yeah. if anyone else I'm always like okay well I'm not doing that you know so you can learn from their mistakes exactly but I guess this whole like it just came to mind now we have like all these like right now recently we have well like making a murder it's obviously about a poor white man that was convicted we don't know we can't say if it was you know true or not because there hasn't been a conclusion to that but like we have people right now like aunt becky from what's her name from oh, full house gosh, how she yeah. got like and she's getting she's going to trial over you know bribing these uh school officials for millions and millions of dollars but meanwhile there's like black moms and hispanic moms, latinx moms that are in prison for lying about a zip code to get their their kids in a better school district right. and that, that one really hit home because like i where i grew up um well you know alicia like yeah. i'm from a city named called paramount and it neighbors um the city of compton and a lot of kids um at the time like i was living in compton before i lived I moved to Paramount, and I remember my mom had to lie about that too, you know. And it was one of those things where it's like, wow, like we for sure got kicked out of that school because we they found out we were obviously lying, and yeah. we had to go back to a different school. And it's one of those things that like it makes me sad that there's not a story about these black moms or you know Mexican moms, Latina moms sitting in prison overlying their their child
1: a better life or better education. Right,
0: like thankfully like in California that I know of, I, I don't think it's like a punishable offense in that matter. They just yeah. ask you to leave the school, but but it's one of those things that... I wish there were more stories about these kids and these moms. That happened a lot. Like, you yeah. use your aunt who lived in a nicer area. Cody you use her address or whatever. Yeah, so we one used of one of my cousin's address. And I remember this lady one time. Like, my mom and we were, like, running errands and stuff. And, like, one of the school ladies, like, called my mom and asked her to come outside to prove that she lived there. That kind
1: of reminds me of the uh, Jane the Virgin. Remember
0: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Same like, thing. bitch, we can't go out. The fuck? Like, it's one yeah, of those... I don't know. It, 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 that one really hit home. But... Again, you know, it reminds me of like these little kids go missing too because they're, you know, walking these distances in neighborhoods that aren't safe and they're often targets to these disappear, you know, to these kidnappers, these uh people traffickers and again, nobody really cares. And they purposely go after them because they know that no one's going to care if they're missing. Which exactly. Is bad. Yeah, so I I wonder I hope that there is in the future uh plans to make bring these stories to light as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so that wraps up uh, what we're watching. Now it's time to dive into our favorite part, the meat and potatoes. Say it, Alicia. Meat and meat potatoes.
1: potatoes.
0: Baby. <laughs> so, we're going to start a conversation about about black people in horror films, right? Yes, definitely. So, Ooh. um Here's what we have for you. All right, why do we associate horror films and horror making and the horror genre to white people because that's what, all we see yes <laughs> but there is it like they're not the only people you know that make it but or yeah you're right because so in america
1: it's like the, all the mainstream um
0: horror movies are featuring white people yeah that's true and we have, um we want to also discuss um we also wanna discuss, um, like the significance of black exploitation films. Mm, know, I, I, yeah. Oh, I'm so too. glad you brought that up because this is a brand new concept to me, so I was very interested to learn to delve okay. into that research. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, the roles that actors of color, both men and women, played in horror films. Yep. Because they are dis- there is a distinct like you know, it, it's typecast. It's, yeah, it's a typecast, exactly, yes. So, um, first I want to start off and say that a lot of my research came from an excellently well-made documentary titled Horror Noir History of Black Film, and it's on a streaming app called Shudder, and it's dedicated solely to thriller and horror films. So if you guys want to check it out, it's not, I'm not, this isn't a plug, this is not a sponsored post, I came across this and it was very interesting, you get a free seven day trial, (laughs) so if you're into that, check it out, because you can watch that one documentary and you're good. But it was very interesting, and um... So yeah, let's 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 dive in. Okay. Um, so one of the things I
1: found was, at least for people of color in the horror genre, um, they're always cast as violent criminals, monsters, villains, which is what they typically,
0: right? If they play, yeah, like a role. Because mm. I have something else for that too. Like I have, like I guess I didn't know this, but it's true. Like we don't know necessarily they don't announce it to people, but when a lot of black people. Or right, in films we have things we're kind of used as like props and like um, I found some really good descriptions of what those are and tell me okay. if you agree Alicia we have like the spook the people, the person that gets scared over everything, mm-hmm. and they use that type of person. The primitive, the person that supposedly doesn't know much, or they they act really dumb, and they're kind of just there for that comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the mystical dark entity, which is like usually like you know the per- like what you were saying, like the villain. You know he's never yeah. like the good person. The the voodoo doer. Oh yeah, yeah, I have that in there. And mm-hmm. I think that one really goes a lot with women in general. Like, they, that's what women, black women, are typecasted as. Like, I I read. And then they have the heroic death wisher, which is like the person that kind of takes. Um, actually, I don't know the description on that one. I'm not going to dive into that one. But they have like the seductress, too, like mm-hmm. the lady that's there to seduce everybody. The voice of reason, like the guy that's there, come on, guys, we should probably go this way. And he ends up getting killed right yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. And then they have like the <laughs> sidekick who's there, like, what do we do now? And then it's like, Whatever's gonna get you killed, so that I can make it to where I need right, to get to. Exactly. And then <laughs> the sacrificial lamb, which mm-hmm. is the guy that's like, no, don't shoot my white friend. And There's then it's like, like, like he's the one that gets killed, and or the one that the monster eats first. Yes. So does that mean? Does that add up to me Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was just
1: thinking about other stuff too. Um, uh-huh. How they were saying uh, a lot of times what they do is um, they have like something called the mythical Negro. Which is, like, an older character who serves as an all-knowing aid to the main characters. Yeah, I, I,
0: they, Jordan Peele, I think it was Jordan Peele that said in that documentary I was just mentioning, mm-hmm. he said the same thing. Yeah. He says, like, oh, the voice of, like, the guy that's really wise, like, the old, wise black man.
1: Yep. Um, so, you know, they, they kind of use this. One of the things I had uh, read was kind of, like, in The Shining. Like, I don't know if you've seen it or if you read the book. Yes. But there's a, a black guy on there, and he pretty much um, saves the little boy's life. Um and he they kinda pretty much describe him as the the Negro cook, but they use the N word. Um and they just kinda brush him off but it's like he he like risked his whole life for the boy and if mm-hmm. it wasn't for him there would be no ending but they just kinda throw him away like, oh he's just some you know yeah. some negro cook or whatever. But then of course he remember he had the kinda like the intuition and stuff like that. Yes. So,
0: and then he yeah. also doesn't die in the novel, right? He does. He does. I read that he does it. He do- I read the yeah. book. Maybe.
1: I don't think they say what happens to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I. I he, the they kind of leave it
0: open mentioned that on the on the documentary Mm -hmm. i watched a woman uh states i I don't know and i'm gonna have to go back to my book because i honestly don't remember but they do say that in the book that that caught everybody off guard when that movie came out because he was kind of an important person you know like you said in the book and they said they they serve he survives in the book but for some reason they killed him off in the in the movie Mm -hmm. and it's like one of those things that it's like what was the point of that like to a lot of people was like why you couldn't have just let him go (laughs) yeah i know
1: that's true Probably for more of the the drama factor, but um, yeah, I have to read the book again. But yeah, me
0: too. I think I have to reread because I haven't read it since that time we read it in book club. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that was good. That was really good. So what else? Um, I have some quotes from Mr. Peel, but we'll get to those I guess um, when we start uh, talking about the movie. Um, but I did find some facts that they were saying that only twelve percent of all clearly identified protagonists um were female in two thousand fourteen. Oh, wow That's which is what you were saying. Um and then for uh this is for horror movies. Seventy four percent are white, eleven percent are black, four percent Latina. Oh there's
0: four percent yeah
1: three percent Asian <laughs> and then four percent other, which oh. I don't know what other
0: stands for. But uh, I don't know either but I'm very curious to know.
1: <laughs> but I was saying they were saying typically female and minority people are always have a small role. Like yes. we always have a very small role. We're the first to die, or if we're not the first to die, we definitely always end up dying. Like it's very rare that we survive, and there's a lack of character development. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, I I I I read about a lot of that as well. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that that is though? Like, why do you think that? I mean, obviously for the obvious. I mean, aside from the obvious reason that they only want the white characters to live, why do you think that it's important for them? For that like it's never like a white sidekick it's never like a you know what i mean because we're always the comedic relief and then i guess they feel
1: like okay well if they feel like they're presented in the movie maybe they'll come and watch it yeah um and then there was one of the things i read too they were saying that they use our culture as plot devices and structures um as well i agree with that yeah i yeah. do agree with that
0: they do that and you know i have like i know that you and i like we're millennials and stuff and we grew up with movies like you know, not necessarily because they were out at this time, but because we have our parents that mm-hmm. grew up around this time, and we have like Nightmare on Elm Street, we have Chucky, Halloween, The Shining, Psycho, The Sixth Sense, Candyman came in in 1982. That's yeah. what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, did so, you like, watch it? That I, was like one of my favorite yeah, movies I, I when, I watched it when I was younger. Yeah, it was but scary. I haven't seen that. Yeah, because it was scary. I think mm-hmm. I've only seen it once. Like I, I was terrified of that movie, and it's one of those things that, like. How do we associate? Like, how can we can't associate? Well, that's the thing. I I read or in that documentary they discuss a little bit about how a lot of the times like they use we, there's no black people in the movies because they want they kind of we're still they say something about how like they use monsters and stuff and you know like the villain of whatever of whatever horror movie to kind of advance their story but at the end of the day it's like their way of saying it's you know this is black people because they don't yeah. want to include them as characters or, or like you said there's a lack of development for black characters mm. in in horror films and it's true we don't you don't see i'm like i'm trying to think but candy I'm like, man
1: though that was the first
0: yes. black supernatural
1: killer depicted on screen
0: yes and that there's a second one. Did you ever see the second one? Because I no, know I never though. saw. Well, the apparently first one, the I was second like, I'm good. one. Yeah, the second one apparently dives into um the fact why Candyman was what he was. Mm. But they said they, they someone brought up a very interesting point because they said I guess it was because he was lynched or something. He was in love with a white woman. Mm. and went yeah, yeah. And he
1: came back to get revenge.
0: Yes, but then this is what someone else said. A commentator on the movie said. Um, this is how you know Candyman was written by white people because do you really think a black man would come back to life to haunt people in Chicago and like other minorities like what the hell you would would haunt the wrongdoers the white rich people that lynched you so that's why they're like and it goes back to what i said earlier about how important it is to also take note of these people creating the shows for us you know yes like, they can put people of color in there but that doesn't necessarily bring justice to us you and know? they don't like, live
1: our experience so they could just only exactly. it's like a secondhand uh version of it exactly of a secondhand story because if you don't live it how can you truly tell it
0: yeah and how ca- and why are you taking that story to begin right, with? right that's not your story to tell <laughs> so exactly same with like oranges and you black like i was kind of disappointed to see the writer's room for that one because it's almost entirely white and it's one of those things where it's like wait wait a minute you were saying some real offensive shit right man. like you were calling us some real nasty stuff <laughs> like i know is that what you're, and it makes you wonder though like like why is that is. is
1: that their um their way to like to unleash the I yeah know. to be like oh it's creative liberally it's for the show but it's a way for them to press how they feel truly feel yeah exactly I wonder about that sometimes too
0: yeah so it's one of those things where it's like yeah Candyman was very like at the, for it's time it was like the first time they saw like wow like this is a true terrifying um you know character that's also like you know he has a story he he he's like you know like you said sci-fi and I know you had something else to say on that oh did you know that Jordan Pills would be making it what? Yeah. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, oh, be... no, And gonna that's gonna what I was, okay.
1: Us. Remember I told you, don't forget that guy's face? Yes. He's gonna be the candy man.
0: No way. Yeah. Oh, the one who played her father. Oh?
1: oh I
0: think her father's <laughs> <Just> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not know that. That's actually very, like, interesting. Like I said, I'm really excited to see where he goes with this. It's not like. We're trying to be like Jordan Peele stands or anything, but honestly, like I'm excited to see where he's taking. This. Yeah, because that movie
1: was one that I remember. I was talking to my mom about it yesterday, and she's like, "I kind of remember that movie," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's like Bloody Mary." You have to say. Candyman. his name three times candyman. and she's like no no stop i don't even want to talk about this anymore she's oh, getting freaked out just talking yeah, about it
0: that was i still remember like in yeah. school we would hear all these kids like the, can't say candy man or like you'd be somewhere in the dark and then they'd be like candy man candy man you're like no uh, <laughs> i'm actually not even gonna say it. i've noticed we i've haven't never, said it I've, never <laughs> I've never done that because i'm like i'm still kind of you know you never know yep, i agree so now uh moving on to kind of like from the beginning i should say like the the history of of black people in cinema i know that there was actually um there was an important i i really like this quote i um i read somewhere or i heard um and it, it talked about how like i guess from the beginning of time one of the one of the like what is a horror movie for or black people are in right mm-hmm. and guess what movie came up
1: that stupid a birth, birth of a, a fucking yeah, nation like why? Racism.
0: because that is horror for black people like that's, that's literally that yeah I mean, to white people it's just kind of confirming their racist views and saying something like oh you know yeah see what happened see we're right to do the. you know this is why we don't ha- we have we had these laws because this yeah. came after right the the civil war so mm-hmm. they were like yeah like this is why we had these laws because look at these people they're out there raping women no, raping excuse me specifically white, white women. women yeah the pure, innocent Yeah. So from there it I mean obviously it's been kind of like, you know, there hasn't really been a lot of uh, um how to say this, like inclusion of black characters for a really long time, right? I and saw then, one for nineteen
1: forty two. They said it was oh. a horror comedy named The Lucky Ghost. But oh. it was Oh yes. Like, yeah, the black people at the center of the narrative. Yes. Um but it said that it relied heavily on lazy stereotypes of black men. Yes. So it wasn't, you know.
0: So with that, Alicia, I do want to ask, like, how do you feel about a lot of, like, the black exploitation films? Um, I actually grew up with that. Like, my dad had
1: introduced me to a few of them, like, Superfly. And um, did you ever see Blackula? I feel like I have because my dad's, like, really into okay. all that. But that yeah. one came up
0: a lot. That's why I'm asking. Yeah,
1: I know that was, like, a, a big horror black exploitation. Uh, film. Yes, it was. Yeah,
0: but I heard. I also heard, and like I said, I don't. I don't know because I haven't seen the movie yet. But um, there is. I guess a lot of political aspects of Blackula, because I mean, I guess they were frowned upon when the when the movement was happening. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't like that because it seemed to reinforce like negative stereotypes. Exactly. Yeah. So then again, I don't know.
1: Like that's like. It's kind of like a mixed bag, cause like you said, it did reinforce uh, racial stereotypes but then it also kind of pushed the envelope and kind of put it out there yeah to make awareness of it like kind of making fun of yourself in a way yeah
0: i know i know uh like with mexican comedy i know that that's a lot that's something that's very common too Mm. we do make fun of ourselves a lot but i don't know if like unfortunately movies obviously they're not limited to just us you know they're limited they're viewed by people of all kinds of well all types of people and that unfortunately includes a lot of the the whites <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's sounds terrible but i mean you know what i mean like yeah, uh, i no, wonder I how a lot of these people took these movies in as well
1: they probably just was laughing at it and and didn't take it for what it was meant yeah, to be taken for, for. yeah because yeah,
0: i heard there's a lot of like political aspects to blackula um i guess like he discusses like there's a point where blackula is trying or i don't know if it was pre-blackula but like he was trying to discuss like the slave trade mm. with like one of the counts or something and um like in the movie there's actually like a gay couple that is i guess very bold for its time because this was like the 70s am I yeah, right? 70s. yeah mm-hmm. so it was like in the 70s and it was very bold for its time so like to a lot of people um i read that it was very powerful to see like this black man who's handsome and he had uh he was actually a, for what it was worth like he was a serious character right is that is that correct mm-hmm. does that sound familiar Familiar? It's been a long time since I've seen it. Oh, but. okay, okay. And what else did you have about that? About, about Black Halo or just in general? No, in general, Black exploitation. Let's um, talk Black exploitation films.
1: I mean, that was around the time of of everything that was going on as far as um, segregation and stuff like that. So, I think it was just a way for us to kind of I don't know. It was all about black empowerment and, and saying, like, they're not going to take away our creativity and take away our.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I heard that was a challenge, too, with, like, the person that was trying to make Blackula and a few other exploitation films. Like, a lot of the times, they um, were met with a lot of resistance. Um, they wanted to, obviously, have this creative vision, and they were pushed back. Like, no, our budget's not big enough for that, or, but they would be spending money on other movies, you know? Because, of course, like, it wasn't obviously, like, a fully um you know black endorsement mil- movies like they were still obviously working for companies that yeah. you know didn't want to invest in that because they didn't believe like i I have this written down like hollywood apparently does not like good black movies <laughs> they do not like overdeveloped characters they don't want people to have like growth like they're there strictly for comedic relief and that's it and well that's i well- mean
1: that's why when i think about black exploitation i always think about spike lee because he's uh-huh. like known for that type of genre in movies and then, I mean, he has so many great films, and he finally won an Academy Award after all this time. I yeah. showed you, like, he should have won a long time ago.
0: I had no idea he did black flotation films either. Like I said, that was such a new subject to me, too. Yeah, And that's so interesting. I'm a, I might have to look into his, because I like Spike Lee as well.
1: I just feel like his movies are about that, because
0: he he
1: talks about the black experience, and he's able to make fun of us, and but we're there are still characters, like you said, that are developed and that we're able to see, so...
0: And that's important, too, yeah. and there's so so little. I guess another one that made a pretty big dent during... This isn't... I don't think it's considered during black exploitation was Night of the Living Dead.
1: Oh, I've heard of that before.
0: Yeah, that one's a pretty popular one. I, I think I have seen this one, but it's it was also important because, like, at the face of, like, this movie was, like, this black man, and he's also very handsome, and he was brave, and he was the one kind of, like, pulling the you know, calling the shots during this movie, which, you know, there's always, like we said earlier, like there's always like these, these personas that people have in movies, right? And he was the one that was actually a leader and being taken seriously by the other people in there. You know what I mean? And um, I thought that was also pretty interesting because they said that the importance of this movie really came with the time because it was, you know, at the height of the civil rights movement and seeing some, a powerful black man As like the the main you know face of a movie like that was a pretty big deal back in the day.
1: It's still a pretty big deal now. It is. Look at us! Look how people are going crazy over. it. Exactly.
0: Look, I mean, we were all hyped over Get Out. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. the first time there's a what? there's a black protagonist. Yeah. And you know, same with us. Like we have Lupita Nyong'o, who's amazing, and she's can we agree? Yeah, like we're not gonna give you spoilers, everyone, but we are gonna tell you that we are starting a GoFundMe. To start her campaign for an Oscar, <laughs> this woman was amazing in this movie. She really was. She Horror was... movies
1: don't get nominated for Oscars, though. That's one thing too. she can get nominated. She's gonna change that. I know,
0: huh? I'm she gonna a really make her job.
1: change
0: that. That's it. We're nominating me to get on the Academy Award <laughs> because, I, yeah, she was she was incredible. Well, I'm glad you touched on on us though, because um, with that, it kind of leads us to like my next point as okay. well which was about black women in horror yes and how often they were overly sexualized seen as malevolent or um the voodoo women apparently the witch which is they like, even do that on
1: a my, the show that i love but even american horror
0: story oh yeah right completely. she's a voodoo
1: person yeah and she, you're
0: right and i she's completely the witch. Heard about and that and yeah who is it angela angela bassett angela Bassett. yeah, yeah. And remember
1: Queenie too well I mean that was the coven so they were all witches but still she was out of all of them her power was like the voodoo one remember she whatever she did to herself
0: yeah yeah
1: so still the same thing yeah even on TV guys
0: see these are things that we need to watch for because see I wouldn't have known what I was watching was something that was kind of in a wave set in play from years ago where they try to convince you that this is black women in power are never good and it's like why bitch because you know it it is something that i guess and i i have that written down here too like like hollywood is afraid of black women in power yeah they do they, they, they do not they are yeah and how do you how do you have you ever seen a character that you thought was you know a good that kind of was served justice in any way in a horror film like a black woman no
1: unless it was the same thing like they're all-knowing they have like some kind of sixth sense like psychic ability and they help someone get out of something so I mean they're not necessarily a bad person but that's just like always the role I feel like they play yeah or like you said a seductress or something but it's never anything like a hero or person that really saves a day they're like a secondary character
0: right yeah there's i read um in that documentary again i'm gonna be quoting and referencing this documentary a lot but um they do talk about two different movies um both starring a black woman and one of them was named abby and it was oh, supposed to be before. yeah it's supposed to be like a horror film but again it literally it literally checks all of the boxes for everything we just told you like it's this literally about a woman that uh seduces men um with obviously with sex and like She takes over them She takes over them and, like, she's, like, this demonic thing, and, like, she takes over them, and she just goes all fucking wild, and she's, so literally checks all the boxes, and, I mean, that was a pretty negative thing to say, because she was, like, the, the lady that plays, um, Abby is, like, this gorgeous woman, too, and, of course, you know, she seduces them, and then all of a sudden, she goes fucking crazy, like, she goes, like. Well, why do we have to use women's sexuality as a way for us to have power? Like, that's the only power that we
1: have is between our legs? Yeah, like, exactly. That was her, else. that was
0: her power in yeah. this case, it was, like, oh, yeah, she'll seduce them with the pussy, and then that, that was it. We all seduce women. Oh yeah, well, well yeah but I mean some better than others apparently <laughs> Abby was literally literally well no that's it <laughs> but yeah and then there's another one and I, I wish I would have wrote down the name I don't remember the name but there's another movie and it's starting Jada oh Jada Smith yeah what well, the time she was Smith, oh yeah. scream no not scream mm she was another one and like she has like like platinum blonde hair in this movie short blonde but she was actually the star she was like brave she's the last woman standing and like apparently like I mean obviously cinema is moving towards a direction I mean because now it's not to say that it's not as bad obviously this was the the study alicia mentioned earlier was a 2014 study so i mean we're we still have a monumental amount of work to do to get representation on screen and getting writers out there to you know i'm trying
1: to think what the movie you're talking about with jada i will will look it up
0: i will tag you on it okay because she is on there but you can also look up her imdb and it was somewhere i think in the 90s i want to say yeah it was towards the 90s
1: I was even thinking about that, too. Like, this is not a scary movie, but we were talking about The Matrix because we saw um, a preview for the new John Wick. And mm-hmm. so we were saying how handsome Keanu Reeves is. And, you know, he was in the Matrix franchise. And even then, if I'm thinking of the right movie, the black lady in it was blind, but she was the one who had the most sight. And she had this these special... Oh, really? Special gifts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I think I think that's definitely something like... I think... I got, Oh, well if you guys read the article I mentioned earlier, um, I think it, it, it they do touch on a little bit, something important that I, I myself am guilty of. Every time I see something new to me, like, you know, for example, Jordan Peele's um, horror films are new to me. Like I said, we grew up watching movies that never showed any people of color. Yep. So to me, that was like, wow, that was like the first movie ever that had, you know, black people and they made it all the way to the end, which was, you know, obviously great. But, um doing so kind of does erase a lot of the work um that other people worked hard to kind of get you know set into motion of what it is now you know not to say that we can't say that those movies were great like us and you know (laughs) and get out but yeah there is a lot of people that have been working their asses off trying to get horror on on film and I mean, created by black people, I should say. Because that's, unfortunately, that's not what's happening.
1: Yeah, we don't have enough um, writers and screen... um, Directors and stuff of color that are doing the... uh, The horror movies.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. uh, Uh. So, a lot of uh, black uh, screenwriters and actors now are beginning to use horror, the horror genre to bring issues of racism and violence to audiences. Um, they use the uh, symbolic and graphic nature of the films, and they can use this to express views and issues um, uncensored and break through the white-centric audience to depict a more real and diverse world, which is, I feel like, what Jordan Peele is doing.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, yes.
1: Um, also, like through exploring dif- uh, differing perspectives and insights, uh, diverse that the diverse characters have based on their racial um, experiences, directors can depict societal horrors and themes and traumas facing these groups within nuance and depth.
0: I yeah, that was perfectly said. I I agree. Not often like is something that scares me is gonna scare you know white lady sitting next to me. You know what I mean? And I think that's important too. I mean, we already saw seventy million on an opening weekend for a horror film. That's incredible. Like, obviously, there's money out there, and we know we need to start putting our money where our mouths are. And if they're not going to show, like, you know, there's certain companies that just, they're not willing to hire on um, more, like you said, writers of color... You know what I thought about, though? Like, when I think about horror, too, I think about, like, one of the main
1: ones was, like, M. Night Shyamalan. And his movies are really scary and they're freaky and stuff. Mm -hmm. But he's Indian, you know? And I've noticed that all his movies are featuring white people. Like, you're a minority. You would think that his films would have more diversity in them. Because he was, like, the first one and you have a name and you're putting yourself out there. But all his movies are great. But it's, like, there's a lack of color there as well. And you would think because he's the
0: the writer yeah the writer and he's a person of color that he would try to to be fair though i don't know that they're the ones that get to make all the calls like i said i think we need to hold these big like you know these big companies accountable you know what i mean like we have universal we have all these companies It's like what are you doing to put you're the one with the money you know what i mean yeah but to me like i feel like you should say you know this is what i
1: want if you're not willing to trust my vision then i'll go elsewhere instead of just kind of changing your ideas to fit what they want
0: i don't think it's changing your ideas but a lot of the times can we afford that you know yeah. think about why a lot of these i think a lot of the times we take on these roles like not just for black people but i know like you know latino characters do this as well latino people take on characters that don't necessarily profit us as a whole you know because they're hurtful to who we are or whatever as people but i'm like how often can we afford to say no you know what i mean yeah. To a certain job. Not to say like, hey, you should sell out or anything, but I, I can't, personally, I don't know that they have all that control. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I guess. But wow, I feel easy. like sometimes they do because, like, for actors, you know, they're offered roles and it's like, no, I, I won't, I won't take this role. This is not something I want to do. So I feel like there is some control. But then, for- see, there's
0: a lot of responsibility there too to take from. I think more white actors need to start turning shit down. That wasn't. I, I was gonna say, I think that means you, important. Scarlett Johansson. Just kidding. I like her. But I do not like that she keeps taking Asian people roles. And same with Emma Stone. I like you too, but you need to chill the fuck out. But yeah, I think there's a lot. I agree. I think people are just so, in today's society,
1: we're so caught up and um, we like the fame and we like the money that even, like you said, people need to learn how to say no and say, you know what? I think you should give this to someone who's more appropriate. And yeah. It's it I mean, white people have to speak up because if you're not, it's not gonna change. we can't do it by ourselves,
0: yeah, I heard what's her name, and I don't know the the validity of this, but I heard um that, that darling girls and daya um I heard that she turns down roles that are meant to be for dark skinned black women because she says that she is a light skinned black girl, and she will not take roles that are meant for black women like dark women, which I think is very that's lucky. that's awesome.
1: That was something me and my um dad were talking about too. Um, how they were saying Storm, like Halle Berry's character from X-Men, was originally supposed to be, like, a darker black, uh, female, but they were saying they, they cast her because they didn't know how well it would do if they had a darker female, because generally, like, light is right, so, you know, having a darker female in that role, like, would she have been as successful yeah. Which is unfortunate because my dad was saying in the comic book she is a darker. Oh really? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, hey, you know what? Again, not to bring it back to Lupita Nyong'o, but those numbers are telling. She's a dark-skinned woman, and she. Remember when she first came out? out of that?
1: How people were just so like, what? I guess she's considered beautiful because not only is she dark, oh, but she has short hair. Yeah. Remember? Oh yeah. And so they were like, "Whoa, that's not what we normally consider beautiful."
0: Yeah. So when right. she first came
1: out, it. It took a while for people to say, okay, wow, she's she's beautiful. Oh, yeah, not
0: only that, but I also think there's a huge role in the kind of the character they're playing, now that you say that, because Storm is, like, a superhero. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they want a light-skinned person for that. Right. They never want the dark-skinned people for that. I think that's
1: why people went so crazy over Black Panther
0: because it's, like, all these black people, and they weren't, yep. like, light-skinned. They were black. They were black women. Though A lot of his army was, mm-hmm. like, black. Yep. yep. So. Yeah, well, that was... That was you got anything else to know on this
1: uh for this let's see there's a couple things i wanted to quote i don't know if i should do it now or after from no. jordan peele quote him. okay quote him. he said <laughs> um i don't see myself casting a white dude as a lead in in my movie and um which is awesome because he said he'll have white people as secondary but he's never gonna since this is his platform he's never gonna have a white person as the the lead which is awesome it's fine. There's enough roles for them. Yeah, there's
0: plenty of roles for them. And there's apparently Asian roles for them, too, because it'll take them anyways.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And then directing for me, this is also a quote from Jordan Peele. Directing for me is about hiring the right people, listening to them, and helping them to do the best job possible. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I
0: think... So with that, you guys, we did want to add. Alicia, you want to go ahead and take it
1: away, girl? Yeah, so we just finished watching Us, and this is my first time seeing it. It was Patty's second time. Um, Just based on what we said, it's one of those movies that you can definitely watch more than once because there's a lot of subtle things in there um, that you might not pick up on the first time. Um, But overall, uh, there's a lot of, you know, different views on this. But I thought it was a really good movie, and it definitely had me questioning, like, uh, at the end of it me and Patty were like kind of giving each other like what we thought and we had completely different perspectives so I I think it's it's kind of cool
0: yeah we don't want to ruin like give you any spoilers or anything but um I know that Jordan Peele did mention a lot of the interviews he gave that he uh created this movie to create conversation so yeah we want to have a conversation with you guys like let us know what you think send us a dm letting us know hey this is what my theories are I want to know what you think definitely think the tethered represented because there's a lot of real, like crazy running stories out there, and we want to hear what you think. Definitely, like this is a this is a, a conversation
1: worth having. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, please go support um, this film of with you know starring people of color, and uh, let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, let us know. The podcast is on
1: next. Go ahead, Alicia. Tell us. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I went to a hospital gift store, right? And the lady who works there is this white lady with long hair and she's older, right? She has white, long gray hair. And this bitch is horrible at customer service, right? So she answers the phone and um, she's talking on the phone while she's helping the lady who's in front of me who happens to be Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And then she, she, has, she looks at both of us and she says, this lady on the phone thinks my name is Maria. Like, do I, do I sound like I'm Hispanic to you? And me and the girl look at each other like, did you just say that? Like, really? She's like, yeah, this girl thought I was, like, Hispanic. Do I, do I sound Hispanic to you? And we both looked at each other and just rolled our eyes because I'm like, you just, you're really racist. So you don't even know it. Like, what does a Hispanic person sound like? And then she just sounded like she was insulted that someone would confuse her with her oh Hispanic my God. co-worker. Like,
0: shut up. I was
1: like, for real? And we have looked to each other like, she doesn't get it. She just openly saying it like, it's no big deal. And we were
0: just okay. rolling our eyes at each other like... Uh, like, shut your trap, lady. Yeah, oh, the stuff we have to deal know. with. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I hate when people think that's like an actual offense. It just says more about them than it does about Exactly. Us. I'm
1: like, well, I'm happy... I'm, I feel bad for Maria that they're confusing you too because you're a bitch. And yeah, it sounds like she's you should have told person. her that. <laughs> yeah.
0: For Ish. real. Well, I had a very uh, short one. I forgot that this happened. It's funny. <laughs> oh my <laughs> but, gosh. Because like, we're so used to it, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of. I guess or my brain just like decides to block this stuff out. But uh, this, um, I got help from someone at work the other day and um, she pointed out something obvious that I had missed. And... Home, it's a it's a a Caucasian lady. Okay, and um, homegirl, like hits like the back of my head.
1: No, she didn't. Like this. No,
0: like like, like, uh, Will used to do too. To wish him call it on Fresh Print. Yes. Oh
1: hell
0: no. Okay, girl. Like my my thought was like I I stood frozen. First of all, I didn't say anything. But it was one of those things, and I'm saying that this is a Caucasity because I'm pretty sure this had nothing to do with me being Mexican or being like a Latina working here in this office. But I, in my mind, I was like, get your white paws off <laughs> my beautiful brown head. I love that. <laughs> I was. It was one of those things. It's just like the 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 audacity. Basically. I mean, if you would have did that to her, she would have been calling, calling HR. You. I would have been in handcuffs. Yeah, tuffs. they would have packed up your boxes yeah. and escorted you out the building. Yeah, girl, would have been on my boss's desk, like on my fucking hat. Yeah, girl, it was on another. It was just something stupid. But I was like, one of Why those things. Why did she feel like I didn't it was even? To touch I you. have no idea. We don't talk like that either. We're, we're not. She was just like, see, silly. And I was just like, bitch. I was like, I'm gonna stay quiet because if I say something right now, like I don't think it's gonna come out how it should come out like someone that's professional and... Uh, what's it called, you know, mild tempered. Like, I'm going to come out. Yeah. They're not going to say, like, oh, like, Patty, you're overreacting. Like, she was just kidding. Especially because this lady's kind of like an office sweetheart. Oh, and so she's gosh. like, I was one of those things where it's like, that doesn't make it okay for you to
1: touch me. Not even that, like, in the in a work atmosphere anyway. Yeah, Why exactly. is anyone putting their hands on each exactly. other? Exactly,
0: their paws. Like, get off me. But, yeah, get off me. She wasn't Ew. on top of me, but she, it was, yeah, it was one of those things. But That's crazy. Yeah, it was. I completely forgot this happened until this morning. And I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot oh, that hell happened. Oh, no. <laughs> She's well, lucky you, like, blacked it out or she'd be I on the did. floor. No, I was, I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll just Eesh. have to call the hotline. <laughs> and oh, my hotline. God. Yes. <laughs> like somebody's touching me. Inappropriately. Well, yeah, take, touch my head. You should not yeah, touched my head. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was wild. All right, guys. Well, with that, um, we do have some ending notes. Um, We wanted to. Uh, let you know that we are extending the contest uh, a little bit longer just because Allie J and I haven't had a chance to complete our shopping and we're still working on a pretty awesome movie night themed box for you. Okay, so it's going to have... It's just going to have a lot of goodies. We'll have pictures for you very soon, I hope, once we finish gathering all of the stuff. But we are making it something, like I said, your ideal. We don't want you to have to leave the house for anything. I mean, unless you want to. But for that night, we want you to have a good night at home. We want you to kick back, have some good food, have some candy, have everything you need to have a good movie night. And um, with that, Joe, do, do you have anything else to add? uh no i do have have something something i did i did okay so um in that article i mentioned earlier you guys uh the reclaiming black film and media studies um i learned about a film society called the new tell me if i'm pronouncing this right alicia new negress negress yeah Mm new negress uh film society and i'm very sorry for butchering this if i did uh say it wrong but um, it's a core collective of black women filmmakers um, whose priority is to create community and spaces for support exhibition and conscious consciousness raising support so um, I thought that I that was obviously awesome like I like I said we that's what we're aiming for here we're trying to support other uh, filmmakers of color and writers and anything that has to do with cinema like we want to support you know, give somebody that 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 spotlight. So with that, um, you guys can donate to them. They do accept donations and stuff. So you can find them on I on Instagram. Their hand, their Instagram handle is N E W, N E G R E S S, F I L M, S O, C I E T Y. I don't know why I said it like that, but then I would it, just say it out to people too. Yes, it's new. Uh, Negress Film Society. That's that's their IG handle. So if you guys want to check them out, they're also on Twitter and they have a website. Um, I'll try to link it if we can. Um, but yeah, you should give them. Uh, you should check them out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So with that, you guys, uh, don't forget to send us DMs on Instagram and follow us on Twitter and tell your moms, your hoes, your friends, everybody about us. Please Anything don't forget else? to listen. No, thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye.